Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm really excited about our next guest because he does an incredible podcast, All Things Covered. He's on CBS Sports HQ college football and NFL expert, played in the NFL, and, and I mean this with love, puts up with Pete Prisco on a regular basis. He is Brian McFadden. Mr. McFadden, what's up, buddy? Yeah, what's happening? How you doing? Happy Monday. What a weekend no in football across the board. Let me, um, no question. Let me ask you a question. Dennis Dobb put this scenario out there, and I just want to, our colleague, our excellent colleague like Pete at, at CBS Sports HQ and CBSSports.com, I want to Present it to you, and you, you you tell me what you think. Dennis thought before the weekend that if Tennessee won that game, which obviously they did, that there was a likely scenario where if Tennessee wins out from here and Alabama wins out from here and Georgia wins out from here, all reasonable outcomes, and then Alabama beats Georgia in the SEC championship game, the SEC could get three teams in the college football playoff. For you, in that scenario, do you think that's what should happen or could happen? I mean, I think seeing one conference get three teams into uh, the college football playoffs is going to be very, very difficult. We also have to remember as well, Georgia and Tennessee, they're in the SEC East, so they will play each other. So if both teams are taking care of their business before that matchup, one team will lose that ball game, we know for sure. And whoever wins that ball game has the inside track to represent the SEC East in the SEC championship game. So I think that's a big time plus in regards to those two teams playing in the same division. Now for Alabama, Alabama still has a lot to go through in the SEC West. You still got to play Ole Miss, who's been playing big-time football. Uh, You still got to play Mississippi State, who's been playing big-time football. Will Rogers has been on fire. He's probably been one of the more hot – he's probably been the hottest quarterback in the SEC that no one is talking about. And then you still have the, the the Iron Bowl. Granted, Auburn is not the team that we've seen in years past, but you never know in regards to a rivalry. So it's still a lot at stake for Alabama in regards to the gauntlet they have to get through to get to the SEC championship game. And I do believe they have everything you would want your team to have to be able to get to that point, but you never know in college football. So based on all of that, Bill, I don't expect to see – Three teams, but I do expect to see one team. I can easily see a one-loss SEC team definitely getting into the playoffs. 
even if Tennessee loses to Georgia and that's their only loss, you think, too bad, that's the way it goes, you're out. Yeah, and it also has you have to factor in what what's going on throughout college football. Are we seeing any other upsets for teams that are clearly playing good football? Will Michigan take a loss to a bad team? Will Ohio State take a loss to a bad team? You know, losing the game is 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 it could be detrimental, but depending on who you lose to, also could be a plus. You know what I mean? So if you're talking about hypothetically speaking, UT loses to Georgia and Georgia takes care of their business and they finish the season undefeated, that's a pretty good loss. And that's the thing about college and playoff football. Sometimes losing is not the end-all, say-all. You know what I mean? It depends on who you lost to. Brian McFadden here on the show. Brian, I, that Georgia game I, for tennis, with Tennessee I think is in three weeks. So there's some, there's some games for each of those teams to go. But based on what you saw, was that Tennessee win more about Tennessee? And therefore, do you think they can beat Georgia? Or is it more about Alabama, specifically their defense in that game? It's more about Tennessee. If you haven't really been paying attention to Tennessee, even going back to last year when Hendon Hooker became the starter, that offense has been rolling. Now, early on this year, the one Achilles heel for their team has been the defense. They've been a little inconsistent, but over the last two weeks, going back to last week against LSU and even this past weekend against Alabama, granted Bryce Young balled out, but Tennessee had they made the timely stops they needed to make. The defense is starting to come around a little bit. So Tennessee has been one of the more explosive offenses in college football led by in a very, very explosive quarterback. So this is more about Tennessee. They've been kind of riding under the radar in college football uh, for the first three, four weeks. Now people are starting to keep, really see this team is legit, and they got a legit quarterback. And anytime you have a quarterback in college football, you got more than a fighting chance. Bryant McFadden here on CBS Sports Radio. I'm Bill Ryder. Bryant, the Ravens, the Packers, and the Bucks with a former MVP, several former MVPs, but two future Hall of Famers, Lamar Jackson, all are 3-3. Three and three. Are you buying any of the stock of those teams? Are you still highly optimistic on any of those 3-3 three and three football teams right now? I'm out on Green Bay. Uh, that's one stock I don't want to touch at all, and here's why. Offensively, they're one-dimensional. They're a run-first team. It's hard to accept that knowing you have Aaron Rodgers, but because of the inability of their pass catchers to consistently create separation, we're not seeing Aaron Rodgers look like Aaron Rodgers of old, not to mention his offensive line has been atrocious as well. So I'm out. And then the defense, that's been, been one of the more bigger disappointments in their team. All the big names they brought in via free agency or via the draft, they haven't lived up to the billing. So I'm out on the Packers. I'm still optimistic with the Ravens. The Ravens, granted, disappointing loss yesterday to the Giants. You still got Lamar. You're getting healthy on both sides of the football. They're going to be okay. And that division, the AFC North, is wide open. In regards to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I'm a little concerned there. I'm not out. I might still buy some stock with the Buccaneers because it's basically a two-team race in the NFC South between Tampa and Atlanta. But I have concerns in regards to the offensive line. They can't pass, protect. For Brady, they're not doing a great job in run blocking as well. And defensively, over the last two weeks, what, what have we seen from Tampa? We thought this would be a dominating unit. The last two weeks, we're seeing some holes surface defensively for them. But I still might buy a little bit of that stock, just hoping that they get things together. And eventually, you know, Tom Brady is one of the best leaders in professional sports. I think he can, he can rally the troops and get them, get them together. Brian McFadden here on the show. New York Jets looking good. New York Giants looking good. Are, are both or either of these teams serious football teams who will compete to win playoff games this year, Brian McFadden? 
Yo, I think so. I, I really think so. And the thing that I like about both teams, they're winning ball games with people, with players, not necessarily household names. That's what I mean, right? When you, especially the Giants. Think about the Giants and look at outside of heaven, say, Quan Barkley. Look at the pass catchers, the guys that were supposed to be the prime targets for Daniel Jones. They haven't even been involved offensively. Getting Robinson back in the full second-round pick from Kentucky, you saw what type of talent he has. Slayton is there. I mean, Daniel Jones has been making things happen with guys that were not supposed to be playing significant time. That tells you this group is well-coached. And the same can be said on the defensive side. There's probably only three or four players you can name in their starting 11 on the defensive side that we know of as pretty good football players. Everybody else have really been called to do a job, and they have exceeded exceeded in doing that job. And then when you transition to the Jets, I like what I'm seeing for the Jets. The Jets is the type of team that just want to go in the back alley and fight. That's what they want to do. That is the identity of their team. They want to go in the back alley and just fight, and they want to come out walking. And that's what we're seeing. And, and the most unique thing about the Jets, when you have the capital that they just had in the draft, you've got to hit on that capital, and you've got to be able to make sure those guys can put that same capital on paper but put it on film. Sauce Gardner, baller. Brees Hall, baller. I mean, all the top guys they brought in, especially the healthy ones, they have really been balling. So that's a great foundational piece in moving forward for the future for the Jets. All right, Brian McFadden. Um, I don't believe in the Vikings, even though they're 5-1. and one. You have a co-host of your podcast who I'm sure would, would very much vehemently disagree with me. Do you want to just talk? And it's mostly a Kirk Cousins thing for me, just a, a level of doubt about Kirk Cousins not now, but come December and beyond. What is your level of belief? What should be my level of belief and everyone else's, do you think, in this Vikings team? So even in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is considered king. <laughs> that means you just got to be better than everybody else around you, right? Yep. So the concerns you have for Kirk Cousins, if I was to ask you right now today, who is the best quarterback based on what we've seen in six weeks of play, who is the best quarterback in the NFC North? Who would you say? I would say at this juncture, with the games not having the level of pressure they will later, it is Kirk, and then I would insert a nickname I won't do here, Cousins. Exactly. Like I said, even in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is considered <laughs> king. You just got to be better than everything else that's around you. You don't necessarily got to be great. Is he an elite quarterback? No. Would you put him in a top 10 category? No. Would you put him in top 12, top 15? Probably not. But based on the players that that surrounding him, the competition, he's the best. And the same can be said for the team. So that's why you should believe in the Minnesota Vikings because it's basically a one-team race. It's the Vikings and nobody else. The Packers have been a letdown. Now, I do believe the Packers will find their stride eventually, but if they wait too long, they're going to get behind the eight ball. We know Chicago's just Chicago, and Detroit just Detroit. So if you get a shot to take care of your division, you're guaranteed a home playoff game, and anything can happen after that. Brian McFadden here on the show. Uh, Not a secret that the Bills are good. Not a secret that the Chiefs are good. I thought the the defense for Kansas City was really interesting, and and what they've done under, under Spags. Obviously, Mahomes had a couple really bad turnovers beginning and, and end of the game, and credit Buffalo. I mean, what a roster, what a team, what a win at Arrowhead. Is there for you an overarching takeaway from that game? Is anything that you thought before that football game between Buffalo and Kansas City changed after Buffalo's win? No, not really. I was really surprised to see how well both defenses played. You talked about Kansas City. 
um, you know, not having a full arsenal of guys in the lineup. They still play pretty good football. And Buffalo's defense came and balled out. You know, crucial turnovers that led to extra possessions for Josh Allen pretty much was the deciding factor. So me personally, I didn't walk away from that game with, wow, I didn't know this or I didn't expect that. Everything that happened, I was pretty much expecting. And most people are saying, well, it was a statement game for Buffalo. No, not really. We've seen this storyline before. Remember last year in the regular season, they went to Kansas City and won the ball game. So beating Kansas City in the regular season, we've seen this before. It's all about January football for these two teams because two things we know for sure. Grant, barring anything drastic happening to key players injury-wise, both teams would be in the playoffs, right? So they probably could meet again in the playoffs when everything is on the line. That is the opportunity to make a statement. But right now, seeing what happened yesterday, it wasn't a statement game for, for Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. I mean, they walked in that game pretty much knowing that they had a legit chance of winning, they were able to do so. This, what we saw today was more about January football, in my opinion, what we saw yesterday. Uh, Brian, Eagles detractors or doubters will say that they haven't beaten anybody, although the Vikings w- w- would um, would push back on that, certainly. And I think um, most of us would say 6-0. and Defense looked really good against the Cowboys. I know it was Cooper Rush. They've beaten everybody that they've played. That's all you can do. It's going to be a long season. We're going to have 17 games and not six. When we get to the end of the season, health allowing, where do you think the Eagles will rank in terms of teams in the National Football League? What are they actually in the long term? I think long term, I think they're a top three team. Top three team. I like Buffalo, especially when they're healthy. I think they're the best team in the NFL. Kansas City is right there, depending on who you're asking. I think Philly will be no worse than top three. And the, the, the luxury for Philly is that what we thought we would see, we're not seeing in the NFC. We thought the Rams would be a competitive championship-like team. They're not looking like that right now. We thought Green Bay would be a competitive championship team. Not looking like that. The same can be said for Tampa. So I'm not saying they have an easy path to get to where they're trying to go, but it's easier than what you might see in the AFC based on some, some, some real competitive teams doing some pretty good things right now. Uh, Brian, what is your level of concern for, for Kyler Murray? Um, I don't want to hit the panic button just yet, but listen, he hasn't really lived to the building. He hasn't. I mean, getting paid the money he got, he received, deserving so, but he's dropping the ball. And I think there's a disconnect between Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury. Remember, Kingsbury got that job solely because of the anticipation of drafting Kyler Murray. And it was supposed to be a match made in heaven. So far this season, it's been a match made in hell. They're not winning ball games, and he's not balling. Now, you get DeAndre Hopkins back this week, but how much improved will the offense be? You know, it's all about the quarterback play. And right now, if you had to rank the quarterbacks in the NFC West, Kyler Murray would be either three or four. He is Bryant McFadden. Watch him at CBS Sports HQ. Listen to the All Things Covered podcast with Patrick Peterson. Uh, Bryant, I'm a, I'm a Bears fan, and I know they suck, and I hate them even though I love them. Uh, my son is 10. What are the odds that my son will see the Bears win a Super Bowl? 20%? Wow. That's, you, you, you really want my answer? I do. Give it to me. I'm ready for the pain. I'm ready for <laughs> yeah. all of it. I hope your son is also you know, cheering for the Bulls because the Bulls have a better chance of winning a championship before the Bears. <laughs> he thinks he wants – we live in L.A., so he's like, Daddy, can I be a Rams fan? And I was – normally it's a no. It was, yeah, man, give up on the Bears like your father should have when he was 10. So maybe no that'll question. happen. 
Yeah, they got a lot. They got a lot. They got a lot to do to uh, change the course of their program. <laughs> but but one reason you should be optimistic is if you look at the Jets. Remember how bad the Jets were for such a long time. Look at That's Cincinnati true. last year, right? So it all starts about getting key contributors into the program. You know, adding pieces here or there, and anything can happen. I love the optimism, Brian. Appreciate you, man. I know it's a busy Monday. Thank you so much for for coming on. Oh, thank you, Bill. Anytime. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.